You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, brought to you by Federal Premium Ammunition. Now, Federal has come out with a new turkey load called the Heavyweight TSS, or the Heavyweight Tungsten Super Shot. Now, this is a tungsten alloy material, and it's 18 grams per cubic centimeter density now what this means is it is it's 22 percent higher than standard tungsten and 56 percent higher than lead so it is a a very dense material and it has the ability to travel at high velocities and continue that velocity at longer distances it has deadly patterning and it also has something called flight control flex and that is when that rear braking wad performs flawlessly through ported and standard turkey chokes so if you want to find out more information about the heavyweight tungsten super shot visit federalpremium.com and while you're there don't forget to check out their podcast and their blogs tons of great content hello and welcome to another episode of the ohio huntsman podcast and today's episode is a continuation or or Another iteration, I guess, on introducing kids to X. So if you missed the previous episodes, we did one on introducing kids to guns, introducing kids to hunting. This one is is more just a general introducing kids to the outdoors, right? So making sure that they have a good experience being outside and enjoying nature with you know, you as their parent and how that will hopefully spur into many years to come of, of enjoying the outdoors with, with your kids. So this one is just Jacob and I, Jeff wasn't able to join us. So we talk about, you know, our experiences with our kids and what we're trying, what we're hoping for, that sort of thing. Before we get into that, I want to talk about our sponsor, Mastin's Deer Sense. So you know, it's not deer season, so deer scents might not be top of mind. But one of the ways that we like to use scent this time of year is as you're watching antler growth, scent is a good way to get deer to come swing by your camera and check things out. Stop there for a second, sniff around, 
and you get a good picture of them, a good still picture. It's scent is, you know, you don't need a lot just to kind of pique their curiosity to swing by. So it can be a lot cheaper than corn or, or you know, baiting a, a camera site. So it's a good way to get cam- get pictures as you're watching antlers grow. And like I said, it's cheap. Maston stuff is, is very reasonably priced. So check them out, mastonsdeersense.com. Or you can go to ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors and find all of our sponsor information there. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? So what's up, man? We're 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 recording in the morning this time. So I'm sitting here. We don't often record in the morning, but it's just you and I, and and it's a Saturday. So I'm sitting here. I got a cup of coffee and ready to uh, ready to chat. It's the it's the Saturday before mother's day of 2020 quarantine life so you got that all sorted out and ready to go for Lindsay? not at all um (laughs) (laughs) luckily my wife is very understanding this quarantine is really i mean i'm not too i mean i work in healthcare, so i'm still out and about but i can't take the kids anywhere and that's the tough part like i can't run to this you know i'm last minute everything so yeah gets to be this week and i'm like oh i gotta do something but i can't go anywhere because i'm either at work or when i'm home a lot of times Lindsay's at work so i have the kids and i can't pack them up and take them yeah mother's day shopping so i don't know i asked lily what she wanted to get her mom for mother's day and she uh told me she wants to make her a card so we'll do that <laughs> That's that's actually what we were because so the way we've been working, we're both working from home. And so in order for us to because when we first started, we were both just upstairs, you know, like trying to get Ella set up on something and then we would try to work and she's interrupting us. And so we're we're both like having interrupted work all day. You know, it's like you, you get her a snack or whatever and then you come back and it's like, OK, where was I? What was I doing? You know, right. So what we transition to is in the morning I come down in the basement and just have uninterrupted you know a couple hours of uninterrupted work time come up have lunch together and then in in the afternoon Amanda comes down and has uninterrupted work time so in the afternoons I've been telling Ella like you got to make your mom a card you got to make your mom a card you know like when when Amanda's downstairs and I, <laughs> I guess, uh, mistakenly assumed that that was going to be enough to convince a four-year-old to take the make initiative, her. <laughs> and make her mom a card. Um, it was not. So right now it's it's uh, Saturday morning, and and her and I were up this morning making cards for her, and. Uh, we had to hide him in the basement because we heard her getting ready to come downstairs. So 
we got to she's going to run out to the store today to get uh I think we're just going to get like hanging baskets for our moms and uh she's going to run out and get those and we're going to finish the cards then and then I, and then I just ordered something off of Amazon which kind of like you know we we both are logged into the same Amazon so we both get like shipping and delivery notification notifications so it's not a real she knows right. i'm sure if she paid attention to the you know she knows what it is but what are you gonna do yeah that's kind of that's the same thing for me i uh Lindsay planned on going to get some flowers and stuff yesterday but then came down with a migraine so I was, that was supposed to be our kind of, we were both off yesterday, so that was kind of what I was planning on using as my day of getting out of the house and hitting a couple stores, but I did get out of the house and hit a couple stores, but halfway through my trip, I got the text about, I'm in bad shape, I got a migraine, so I had to rush yeah. home. So, she still doesn't have anything for Mother's Day, I don't know, we'll figure something out though. See, I'm, I'm uh, it's a hard time for me because... Mother's Day, and then my anniversary is the 18th, so I gotta oh, yeah. do it all at once. And it not yeah. being able to do anything makes it hard. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so, but it's. I think that's gonna be our new normal. Unfortunately, you just gotta get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. But so I guess that kind of a little bit stems us into the conversation with you know around like kids and and sort of figuring things out with kids we've we've kind of been on this uh introducing kick right we did an introducing uh new shooters episode you know introducing youth or or adults even to shooting and firearms and stuff we did uh what was the other one we did i'm blanking now hunting hunting yeah 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 um, you know, because you and I have young kids that we're, you know, hoping will will want to hunt with us and have kind of gone on, you know, Lily was with you when you shot a deer with your bow and I've taken Ella on a, on a quote unquote deer hunt, right? We sat in the blind and ate snacks and whispered to each other and it was all great fun. Right. But so this one, we were kind of thinking like, just in general, introducing kids to the outdoors and, and like learning to love being outside and, and enjoying the outdoors and appreciating everything it has to, to offer. So, because, right, that's kind of like the core, the base, right? That's like the right. base level that you need before, you know, I mean, I guess shooting, you can only shoot on sunny nice days and not you know i mean you can even shoot inside right you can go to a range and shoot right. inside right but uh you know hunting happens outside so i think first you need to sort of love and appreciate the the outdoors and being outside to then you know go to that next step of hunting and and i guess for me too the the thing is if Ella decides she doesn't want to hunt, that that's fine, right? I'm not going to force her, but I, I hope that 
at the very least she can she will enjoy being outside as she gets older and you know we can go camping or hiking and and you know we can do those sorts of things outside together just because i enjoy being outside right yeah and i think uh like you said i mean it it's the kind of core it's the center it it's hard to convince or have a passion for hunting without an underlying passion for the outdoors. Cause like you said, it occurs in the outdoors. It occurs in the weather. Usually right. hunting seasons are not the best weather days of the year. You know, yeah. it's the fall, it gets to be cold and you know, snow, oh. rain, wind. That's just when deer season is, um, you know, in Turkey season, I mean, maybe it's just our luck, but it seems like it always rains when we're turkey hunting. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's just, you have to have some sort of, uh, and if, you know, depending on where you hunt too, um, you know, if you're hunting public land in a not densely populated area, you know, it isn't uncommon to go out in the woods and not see deer or not see whatever you're whatever game you're chasing yeah so if you don't have some enjoyment or passion for just being in the outdoors and getting enjoyment out of that you're not going to enjoy hunting right you know i mean it's as in today's world there's it's kind of almost i don't want to say it's public versus private because it's not like that there's private land that also is very challenging and low deer numbers and um but hunting over a bait pile where 15 deer come in every night and you're just waiting for the one is a totally different experience than hiking in on public land, finding a natural funnel. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a different hunting, not that one's better than the other. I participate in both. You know, I have property that's overrun with does and pretty much any night I could go shoot one. Right. I choose, you know, I, but I also choose to go hunt down at our cabin where it's much more challenging. You don't, you know, you can't just sit over a pile of corn and take your pick. That's just it. The deer densities are different down there. The terrain's different down there. Um, so it's just different. You know, I do both and I enjoy both for different reasons. You know, introducing my daughter to hunting, sitting over a pile of corn is much more enjoyable to her because we're going to see deer, which right. is why we're there. Um, as she gets older and more patient and able to, you know, participate in kind of the, the struggle that we all know and enjoy, you know, I'll take her down to the cabin and she'll experience that where it's, we're going to go sit in the woods all day and we're probably not going to see a deer, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, I think you have to have that underlying passion and enjoyment, just being outside, listening to the birds, watching the squirrels, chipmunks, whatever, you know, watching other critters work their way through the woods that aren't target species or game species, you know, to watch a groundhog come by your stand and do what it does. You have to enjoy watching that because that might be all you see. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you touched on something kind of important there is like you know uh including her in in the struggle right i think the outdoors can 
put us in scenarios or situations where you struggle in the moment. It kind of sucks. It's cold. You're wet. It's, it's hot. There's bugs there, you know, whatever it can put you in situations like that. But I think those type of situations are formative, if you will. Like it's important to have some of those like, and I can't think of specific examples, but I just remember, you know, being outside as a, as a kid and like, you know, your toes are froze and it's, you know, you're kind of wet and, you know, you went in a, a creek up over your boots or, or, you know, your boots leaked or, you know, and it, it just like, it sucks, but you make it through it and you get a little stronger, like mentally, like just mental toughness on the other side of it. Like, Hey, yeah, that right. sucked, but I did it. I survived it and you know now I know that I can do hard things right which I think is important for kids uh, you know and obviously if you guys know us you've listened to episodes right we don't have grown kids we you know we have young kids and so we're we're by no means uh successful at this but it's things that we're actively thinking about and kind of working through and you know I know we talk about these kinds of things offline and so thought it would be helpful or or interesting maybe to uh, talk about them online but yeah I, I, I think those hard scenarios which inside are are I mean I guess other than this pandemic right this will certainly be formative for for kids, right? There's things that uh, they've gotten used to. This may be the hard, the first time that they've kind of gone through something hard, and you know right. we'll get through the other side, and and it'll be a thing that someday we look back on and go, yeah, that sucked, but we made it through it, and and we're better people for it. But I think aside from this, right, the outdoors is a good way to expose your kids to that even even just just uh walking some you know walking far distance right like you're outside you're doing something right and so me as dad I'm I'm carrying the supplies or whatever you know and so she gets tired and it's like can you carry me and it's like I no I can't I I just my arms are already full you're gonna have to walk you know and then it's sucks but we grind it out and then you know one it wears her out which is you know good for me but uh right you know even something as small as that right is just like i i would carry you if i could but i i just can't right and so you're gonna have to walk and they make it and and whether they realize it or not right because they're she's four right but i think those type of things are like you know, subconsciously is like, Oh, I did it. I made it. I survived. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to even think back to when we were kids, you know, your toes are freezing or whatever, doing whatever it was, you know, splitting firewood or 
doing whatever we were doing outside shoveling snow whatever dad had us doing yeah. um and it it's just, i don't know that like you said i don't know that i ever noticed it in the moment or even shortly after but looking back it's easy for me to see you know like that taught us perseverance and some mental strength of you're not really that cold <laughs> right. you know what i mean just push through finish this up you know i mean we were never in a point where we were getting frostbite our parents were not negligent by any means yeah, no. um you know we just thought we were cold <laughs> and we probably were but it you know like you said it teaches you a little bit of that perseverance or determination to complete a task and those kind of things which and you can get that in a lot of places but the outdoors is a great place where i think a lot of generations have learned those life skills yeah and i think uh, so to kind of talk about some of the things that you and i are doing uh, the one thing that i try to do and i have to keep reminding myself of this because it's often very much easier to just do it myself like oh i'm gonna run out and check cameras or i'm gonna you know i'm gonna run out and do whatever and it'll be faster and it'll be done if i just do it myself but right i try to remind myself like ask her if she wants to go and if she does right well we know it's gonna take longer but it, it just through those like continuous um exposures I think you just you know you eventually uh, you just learn things while you're out there right you're exposed to things that you couldn't have planned or or set up if you will right. right you just you find something you see something you something happens and right yeah and I, I mean I don't know any Maybe I'm sure there is. I shouldn't say I don't know any, but personally, I don't know any young kid or person even really that doesn't enjoy seeing wildlife. Yeah. You know, zoo uh, zoos are zoos for a reason. People like to see that stuff. They like to see animals. They like to see, you know, nature preserves. If you go out west, it's like, I mean, that's big business driving through the national parks and seeing the animals and. But as we've said before, not only, you know, our little motto of you can't kill them from the couch, you can't see them from the couch. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like you said, you go out and check a trail camera. And if you're quiet enough and you practice being quiet, walking quiet, you know, you can very easily walk right up on a deer and then you get to watch a deer run away. And that's that's awesome. That's cool. Everybody likes that. (laughs) You know, I mean, everybody, I guess, except the person trying to shoot the deer doesn't like it running away. But, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? That's cool to see. It's I, I I don't know any kid or especially young kid who's like, I don't like to see animals. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. like you said, you're not going to get that opportunity unless you take them out there. You know, yeah, I, mean, I, I think kids, like you said, have a, a natural like excitement or interest in the outside, the outdoors. Right. And I think it's sort of our job not to squash that. Right. Right. So if they're, 
like Ella loves dandelions, picking dandelions. When they go to siege, she loves blowing the dandelion fluff, you know, like she, you know, and so if, if every time she brings me a dandelion, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I sort of poo poo it, then that sort of squashes her excitement around that. And so I, I try to be like, oh yeah, you know, you got to found another one, you know, and our yard's full of them. And when we went to the cabin this, uh, past weekend or two weeks, I forget already if it was last weekend or two weekends ago, but you know, she spent hours just picking dandelions out of the yard down there and either throwing them in the creek and watching them float down the creek or throwing them in the campfire. And right. You know, but it's it's just her way of interacting with the outside. And so anything she finds or seems interested in, I do my best to show excitement. And, you know, if, if there's something that I know about that particular thing or, you know, if we, we find a bone or we find a skull or something, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that looks like it's a deer skull or it's a, you know, whatever. Right. And I try to point out little things just yeah, to like I, encourage that excitement. Right. And I think when we originally came up that we were going to talk about this, the thing that kept coming to my mind kind of goes along with what you said is like to build or kindle that fire that I think is naturally there and everyone, especially as children. I mean, it might doll out as we age just from lack of exposure, but it's, I mean, you, it's sharing the passion. You know, if you truly are passionate about it and enjoy it, there's a really good chance your kids are going to be passionate about it and enjoy it. Um, just because, I mean, this won't be the first time listeners hear this, but like your kids want to be like you. That's, you know, that's one of the biggest pressures as a parent, like your kids idle you, envy you, they want to be like you. So that's good or bad. I mean, if you're not a good role model, then I guess that's bad. But our (laughs) job or task as parents is to be good role models for our children. Um, So if that's something you really enjoy, you know, I know that's where Lily gets a lot of her passion for the outdoors is because I'm passionate about it. And she wants to be with me and be like me and do things that I do. So. You know, she wants to go hunting. She wants to, because that's what I like to do. Right. Um, so it's just, I think you have to be genuinely excited and passionate about things. Like you said, even if it kind of seems dumb to you now, um, like, you know, with dandelions or whatever, it's like, oh yeah, those are nothing but a weed that I wish wasn't in my yard. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And by you blowing those, you're just spreading them everywhere. But, <laughs> right. That's not the attitude you want to exhibit to your child who is, you know, loving doing that. It's right. Okay, we need to pause briefly to talk about our sponsor, Monster Whitetail Grub. So Monster Whitetail Grub is a deer feed company. They're, that's their like the name of their signature feed, right? Their Monster Whitetail Grub feed. It's a high protein feed. It's it's more of like a coarse feed, so the deer eat it slower. And the other cool thing about it is it's got mineral mixed right into it so mineral is great to have out this time of year if you want just straight mineral they've also got that so you can get straight mineral 
their signature monster white tailgrub bead, and then you can also get flavored corn. So lots of options with monster white tailgrub. Check them out. You can go to ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors, and you'll find a link there to get in touch with them and figure out how to get some of their stuff. And with that, we're going to jump back into the conversation. So the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on on this one is like some fails and some wins that we've had, you know, in the, in the outdoors. And so I've got what I, what I'm considering a win, right? We were, we were just at home, uh, and we were outside doing something. Oh, um, you know, it's spring. We're getting a lot of rain. My sump pump is running a lot. Um, and since we've moved into this house, the, the discharge pipe, you know, it just discharges out in the, like, uh, out away from the house in the backyard. And over the couple years or whatever, the grass and stuff has grown up around it. Like they, the previous owner had some rocks around it so that, you know, you could see it and not run it over with the mower or whatever. But the, the end of the pipe had gotten covered up, grown over. I couldn't find it. And so we were out there tooling around trying to dig out this, the end of this discharge pipe for the, the sump pump. And, you know, we got our hands muddy and I could hear, cause we had just had some rain, you know, and whatnot. And I could hear, we've got a little like, uh, drain, you know, I, I, I hesitate to call it a Creek cause in the summertime it, it dries up completely. It's just, it's just like a little drainage swale in the back that, you know, there's a farm field behind us that drains off, you know, kind of down toward our yard. Our, our yard then slopes toward this little drainage thing that's, you know, almost along the back property line. And I could hear the water running back there because it had just rained. And so there was a, a good amount of water running. I said, oh, let's go back here and let's rinse this mud off of our hands. And so, you know, this was one of those like, OK, we, we rinsed our hands off, but you know, there's this water flowing back here and, uh, we both had our rubber boots on. And so, you know, I kind of stepped down in, in the water and she thought, Oh, that's, you know, how can I come down? You know? And so I let her down and we're, I'm talking about like, pay attention as you're walking around. Cause you know, if you step in a deep hole, it's going to go over your boots. And it was just like an impromptu, not planned, but like I said, just some something that happened because we were outside. We ended up playing in this creek or, or drainage swale or whatever for probably a half hour until Amanda called me and she because the you know the water was running back there. We she apparently had tried to call us out the back door and we just couldn't hear. She had to, she called me on the phone said, "Where are you guys? I got dinner ready," you know and. Right, right. But we we waited around in there and, you know, went across the deep spots and some spots I had to carry her and, like, it was just good fun. We're just hanging out back there, finding rocks and just messing around in the, in the water. And, it, you know, it was just, she had fun, I had fun. It wasn't planned. It just sort of happened. Right. So those are yeah. the, the, the things that, like, I try to... Cause I had other stuff to do, right? Like in the yard right. and whatnot, but it was like, right. Yeah. We're having fun. This is going to be fun. We're going to, let's do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple similar, I mean, not like 
playing on a in a drainage swale necessarily, but similar things where Lindsay's had to call me when I take you know the kids to go check trail cameras or something, and I always get into something with them, you know, when in Rome. Yeah. So we're out checking trail cameras, and next thing I know, we're following deer trails and looking at, you know, finding deer poop and deer rubs and. Then I'm getting a phone call like, I thought you said you'd be right back. And I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> about, about that. that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I but in terms of a, a fail, I had one of those too. not. It was just this spring. Um, we were out at the farm at Grandpa's farm and I hopped on the gator and had the kids and it was cool. It was cold, but they bought, you know, I had them long sleeves, gloves, whatever. And we're going to go drive the fields and see if we can find some shed antlers. Um, so I wasn't, you know, I was just staying to the edges of the fields and zipping around. And I got about as far away from the house as possible with both kids. And it just opened up downpoured. <laughs> I'm talking, we got soaked and frozen. Oh. It was so cold oh. <laughs> once we were wet. And I have yeah. both kids and it's like that next level, like they're so cold that they're like not moving. I'm like yeah. worried about them yeah. <laughs> and we're driving on the gator. I'm trying to go as fast as I can, but that just causes more wind and makes yeah. us colder. It was, I mean, we all turned out okay and they're not scarred for life from it. At least I don't think, but, um, it was a complete failure. <laughs> I had every yeah. good intention and it just, the weather changed its mind and, we got soaked and wet and then we didn't have any clothes and I'm bringing them home. You know, luckily we got home back to grandma's house and they're running around in their underwear while grandma's putting their clothes in the dryer. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was all good and fun, I guess. I mean, but it was a disaster, not what I had intended at all, Yeah. <laughs> but you'll have that, I guess. Yeah. We had, maybe not to that level, but, we had um, a little bit of a, a fail when we went down to the cabin, right? Because I thought, oh, you know, we're down here. Let's. It was, Saturday was a nice day. Let's go for a hike. And we're going to go for a hike. I figured let's go up and around. Because I don't know, something in my brain, like, I don't want to just go up somewhere and then come back the same way we came. Like, uh, it's just like I would rather go on a a route you know, right. ultimately I end up back in the same place, but I don't want to just walk back the same way I came in, you know? And so we're going to walk up and around this first hollow here and it's an, it's a fairly easy walk, you know, and it'll be all good. Well, what I, I guess failed to realize is how far it actually is for four year old legs, you know? Yeah. I think that's, something that i just because we've always done it i don't think we realize or really i guess i mean it's not just us but like how much walking we really do down there yeah you know how far for us it's like oh it's just right up there and around this hollow and you come back and you're right down the road it's not far at all right but when you're actually like as the crow flies it's not far <laughs> right but to actually walk the ground back around the hollow it it's a, it's a hike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And so we get basically to the top, you know, cause we're, we're starting kind of in the bottom, right? We're going to, we're going to hike up the, the right side of this hollow up onto the ridge. And then, you know, once you get up, up top, it's pretty much flat walking. We're going to, we're going to walk around the back. So we, we basically get the hard part of the hike done, right? There's some green briar in there. We had to get through, which if you've ever walked in the woods, Jake and I like to joke about this, you know, like everything is at face height for, you know, kids, four or five year old, you know, right. like, Right. <laughs> Everything wants to poke them in the eye, scratch them on the cheek. You know, it's like stuff that you just kind of push through is like, you know, a real challenge for them. So we get through all that. We get up to the top. You know, we're almost to the back and she's like shutting down. Right. Like her, her, she just, you can tell she's spent. Right. And so right. it's like, well, we're already back here. So I put her on my, on my back and we start, you know, kind of coming around the back of this, this hollow and we're, and we're going to come back out. And she even got to the point to where like, um, she's like, her arms are too tired to hang on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I'm like leaning forward so she can basically lay on my back. Right. Which is is uncomfortable for me, but you know it's it's okay. But then you get into areas where you gotta like get around some brush and duck under some stuff, and like now you gotta hang on again. And she's like sagging way down and leaning way back. Which now instead of carrying her on my back, I'm basically supporting all the weight with my arms, and it's like oh my arms are killing me, you know. And so it it kind of turned into a little bit of a suffer fest for for everybody, right? But, Right. And my experience with that too, is you duck under something and you got to, until they know, they don't know to duck under it too, or move their head. Yeah. I remember having to have a talk with Lily when I was carrying her on my back. I'm like, you need to keep your head behind my head Yeah, because I'm not going to get hit in the face. So if you're behind my head, you won't get hit. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's just like, she wants to peek out and see where we're going. I'm yeah. like, no, you're going to get smacked in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought we were going to have a meltdown because like way at the beginning of this hike, we found a, a turkey feather. Cool. Found a turkey feather. She's got herself a turkey feather, you know, and she right. was carrying it most of the way. And then she was getting tired and she wanted, or no, I put her on my back. And so she's got this thing, this, feather in her hand with her arms wrapped around my neck so this feather's like in Tickling my you ear in, the nose. in my face <laughs> like it's like okay we can't do this like i can't right. i can't so amanda takes the feather and she sticks it in her back pocket and we're you know because she's got our water bottles we all brought water bottles she's mm-hmm. carrying three water bottles she can't really carry a uh feather also hindsight i should have brought a backpack we could have put all yeah. that stuff in there and it would have, you know, whatever. But, um, so we get almost to the end, right? We can see the end of the woods. Like we're coming out of the woods and Amanda realizes somewhere along the way, this feather came out of her pocket. And I'm like, Oh gosh, <laughs> here we go. Right. 
And thankfully, she's like, you know, because I'm waiting for the tears, right? Ella goes, it's fine, mommy. It's fine. Let's just keep going. So I think she was like, <laughs> she was get, that tired. <laughs> yeah, like let's just, let's just get out of here. Can we just right. go back? <laughs> uh, so I was thankful that because uh, I thought for sure, right? Where it's here right. comes the level three meltdown, like right. So, but yeah, but you know, again, I think even though those. Those, like we said earlier, those times suck. I, I think there is a little bit of that where, you know, I don't know. I, I, I try to, like, Jeff seems to remember things like, oh, yeah, when I was two and a half, I remember, you know. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not here to vouch for that. But, I you know, there's times where it was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I was like, how, dude? You had to been, I remember it, you know. And it's like, yeah. I so I don't know. I don't know if he does or doesn't. Is, but... Yeah. What I'm getting at is I don't know if they're going to remember these, you know, if, if, Lily's going to remember like, oh, yeah, dad, you remember that time we were on the gator and it rained and we were really cold, you know, but even if they don't like actually remember it, I think it just helps build character, right? Like, yep, we survived the the cold rain. Yeah, we, you know, we we survived the, the long, miserable hike. We and, you know, it built some character. We made it. Now we know that, uh, you know getting a little wet and cold isn't going to kill us or getting right. you know a little tired and slogging through the woods isn't going to kill us like yeah yeah i uh i don't know like i said i just i don't you got to keep it fun you got to keep it interesting but there's anyone who really likes the outdoors there's a little bit of pleasure in the pain i guess you would say yeah i mean i think that's pretty standard thing for anyone who truly likes to spend time in the outdoors i mean you don't go camping i mean this is going to sound like camping isn't fun and it is but you don't go camping for the fun of it you know what i mean like you don't sleep on the ground in a tent when you have a house you know what i mean but it's because there's other things that you're getting out of that experience right you know nobody likes to sleep on the ground unless you're someone who likes to tent camp but you don't necessarily probably like it because you like waking up with a stiff back. You like it because you like to whatever, hear the birds first thing in the morning or actually see what darkness looks like. If you're from the city, what I mean, it, um, there's just a lot to be experienced and learn from the outdoors that, like you said, it builds character, builds, you know, some perseverance characteristics and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think that's and it's good. just it's just kind of cool to, you know, I mean, I don't know, not that we did a ton of it, but dad talks about like they used to do what they called like survivor weekends where they would get off school and go into the woods Friday night and not come back out of the woods till Sunday night. Right. You know, they would whatever hunt, fish, camp and maintain like that's just kind of a cool trait to be able to do yeah you know to be able to start a fire and catch a fish to eat and cook it over the fire and you know that's all more advanced than what you do with a four-year-old but it's important nonetheless especially in times like this you know you never know what's going to happen in the world and you know everybody's all up in arms over a meat shortage well anyone who does any hunting probably doesn't have a meat shortage (laughs) right 
you know, or at least not nearly as much a one as someone who doesn't acquire their own natural game. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's sort of a good summary. I think that you know, good place to sort of wrap it up. Like I said, this was just sort of a uh, our thoughts around what what we're doing, or or maybe maybe more appropriately, like the things that we're trying to do or, or you know the things that we're considering as we're raising young kids and hopefully teaching them to enjoy the outdoors or or at the very least not squash their already uh existing love or or interest or excitement for the outdoors and include them in what it is we're doing outside so that hopefully you know someday we can or uh, not someday, I guess, so that we can continue to do things outside. You know, you say, hey, you guys want to go camping. It's not like, ah, oh, it's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's fun. You're not having to drag them along for anything that's outside. Right. right. So. All right. Well, I think that's good. Good place to wrap it up. And let us know what you guys do. What what do you guys enjoy doing outside with your kids or you know, what things have you maybe surprised you that your kids enjoy doing that you didn't think of or, you know, I'd also be very interested to hear some of your, your, uh, fail and win stories. Like, so send us a message, you know, tag us in a, in a post or send us a message. And I like kind of sharing those kinds of stories. So with that, we'll sign off and talk to everybody next week. So that's it for this week. Hopefully that was uh, interesting, helpful, at least enjoyable. Um, And as always, we thank you all. I want to thank you all for continuing to listen and share our episodes. That, That really means a lot to us. And if you haven't already, jump on over to either our Facebook page or Instagram page. We're Ohio Huntsman on Facebook, Ohio Huntsman underscore podcast on Instagram, and send us a message. Say, hey, um, we love seeing your your pictures, your, you know, your, your turkey pictures, your deer pictures, trail cam pictures, whatever you got. We like, we like seeing it and interacting with you all. So with that, I'll let you all get back to your week, whatever it is, uh, you're working on whatever's on the to-do list for today and yeah i guess that's it subscribe share and thank you and we'll talk to you all next week Mm -hmm.